The Nerd and Tie Podcast is, unsurprisingly, a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts, from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord at nerdandtie.com slash Discord or join our forums at nerdandtie.social. Did you know you could sponsor Nerd and Tie? That's right. For just $20, we'd say your name here. We'd say, hey, you look kicking in those jeans, and we'd give you a high five if if we saw you and you wanted us to give you a high five. Just go to nerdandtie.com and click on the Sponsor Us button for more information. On this month's exciting edition of Nerd and Tie... Colossal Con North loses its entire cosplay staff. We follow up with the craziness at Ohio Con, and what is going on with the Atomic Monster Weekend? All nothing, this nothing's going on! <laughs> <laughs> All this and more on this month's Nerd and or Tie. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. No monsters are going on. No monsters are going Nothing. on. The, that, that's a spoiler. It's, it's it's okay. We we for the five people who have Apple TV, they can watch Godzilla tussle with the Russells. It'll be all right. I've, I've been watching Monarch, and it's really good. No, I I bet it looks great. Guess what? I don't have Apple TV, and I still haven't been convinced to get it. And I love Godzilla more than anyone should. Ted Lasso is amazing. Still, I'm saying it's worth signing up for a free trial once the whole season's out. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. But I could have said that about Ted Ted Lasso for three years. So, you know. Fair. Fair. Introduce us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Defending Apple TV is the one, the only trade on. It's one of the cheaper streaming services I pay for. Right believe that of course i got the first two years Uh, of it free (laughs) uh a lot less enthusiastic about uh or rather not meaningfully enthusiastic or unenthusiastic we have genjamin brock Eh. (laughs) Eh? Eh. and me ardently refusing i refuse I don't care how many shows look good or have been recommended to me by two boobs. Watch the tube. Oh, Shrinkadoon's okay, no, amazing. I'll I'll probably I'll probably bite the bullet soon. I'm I'm Celeste Star Twin, and it is what an amazing time to be on the. I see. I haven't been watching. I see. The thing is, though, I uh, I also lost motivation to check out Apple TV. Because, like, uh, there has been so much really good anime on Netflix, of all places, that I've gotten distracted. Like, Pluto is amazing. Watch Pluto. Back in the first season of Nerd and Tie, I was recommending the comic. Uh, the Scott Pilgrim anime uh, is... Anyways. <laughs> very good. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Anyways, no, we're so not bef- going to talk about fun before, things. We're going to be- talk about bummer things. But before we talk about bummer things, we're going to talk about yeah. a new place where you can talk about bummer things. And that is, uh, we are happy to announce that just like it's 2003, we've decided to launch a forum for Nerd and Tie. 
Heck except, yeah. Except it's a modern forum that looks good on your cell phone besides being good on your computer and has modern features and loads quickly and doesn't suck and you can embed an image without having to go find a third-party image host because we found it for you through an api <laughs> call uh that's right nerd and tie dot social nerd and tie dot social it's like dot com except it's dot social i'm really excited for this thing i have i've barely used it but i'm legitimately excited um yeah, yeah. i know did did you want to go into a little bit of why we set up a forum since we already have a pretty active Discord audience? Because or... I hate the centralized internet. That is very. <laughs> I I I thought so. I just yeah no okay so it, it dawned on me so I'm a I'm a heavy Tumblr user and Tumblr had a yeah. little bit of a panic about it dying. Of course, it's not dying and actually like the news is actually fine, but um uh automatic you know had an internal memo that got leaked and uh, people thought the house was burning down and it 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 real made me realize that like I don't want to like when I try to find communities on ever all the ones mm-hmm. I'm part of are owned by like four companies own all of them be it Discord, Facebook, Tumblr and and I I don't use Twitter anymore. I but it was Twitter. Um like I I guess TikTok has replaced Twitter for me. So those four, yeah. So Facebook Facebook, Tumblr, TikTok, mm-hmm. and Discord. And if if one of those goes away, I lose a huge part of my social interactions on the internet. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the centralized internet. I'm annoyed with it. And I figured, my thought was that I could sit and complain about it and then just keep using stuff. Or I could do something. And, no, that's smart. Because, yeah. like, I, I'm all, I've been... For the last year, I have been bummed out because I used to really enjoy Twitter. There was a time when I, yeah, you know, was it a hell site? Yes. Well, yeah. But like, it it was still better than whatever the hell it is now. So. Yeah. Ugh. it's That's why, like, so it, it, losing Twitter, like losing really the community head on Twitter lost me one of my communities and just having that one go. Like, and I don't really know how much time I want to invest in finding a corporate alternative when the internet used to run through like individual web, you know, websites hosting individual forums. And, um, Mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is it's like, uh, and, and that kind of, we've started to develop those micro communities again with discord, but we're still relying, but almost every website I go to that has its own micro community just uses discord. Right. And Mm -hmm. that discord means that we're all relying on a single service and all it takes is a corporate buyer buying the service from the current company. Like no matter how much you like the current corporate ownership of discord or like they seem to be, you know, doing things well or right. That doesn't mean that's what's going to be like in five years Mm -hmm. and you don't own any of your data. Like all of these websites and all of these communities, like all of these places I go to that are like part of different communities for different YouTubers and different like different conventions and different, you know, like all of these or even ours. We don't own the data on the Nerd and Tie Discord. So if the Nerd and Tie Discord, if Discord goes out of business, that community is lost forever. Right. Where with the forum, first off with our forum that we own the data, we're still leasing space on someone else's server. However, we can take our data and move it somewhere else. We can move to a new server, move to a new host. We just have to export the database. You know, it's so 
by by us owning the the by by having communities more separately owned and by like having that it allows us to uh, have a little bit more security that you know if if we went back to that where everyone is running their own community if one goes down all they don't all go down which is not the way it is right now and so that was part of my thinking now um i will say the nice thing is a modern forum right now besides signing up with a raw fresh account you actually can register for the site with your discord credentials or with your twitter credentials i haven't done i have not implemented facebook or Google because Facebook wants my home address and uh, <laughs> uh, Google we will probably implement down the line but probably not for a few months um, because Google um, most of Google's rec- requirements while they're a little more strict are more than, we're more than capable of following like you know uh, we have a privacy policy we would probably want to beef up our terms of service for Google's sake but Google wants me to make a YouTube video to justify my API usage. <laughs> So even though the Google integration is ready to go, like tested and works, I can't roll it out to the public until after I make a YouTube video. <laughs> Which is just funny to me. But but so like you can sign up with either your either a fresh new account just on our server or you can sign up with one of with either a Twitter or a uh, Discord account. If Twitter or Discord goes out of business, the, the email address you have attached to those services will register with us. So you can always, so if Discord goes out of business and you're registered with us through Discord, we can you can reset a password to go with your account. So it's you're not in in the woods, and we don't get access to any of your data, just your login verification code that comes back from the service. Um, so yeah, and we promise there's no ads on our forum. It's there are ads on nerdentie.com. There are no ads on nerdentie.social. Um, that is just a, a rule we're going to be following. Um, the the community is the community, and we want you to join and be there and be our friend. But that's enough about us. Indeed, let's look at the. Well, let's look at some messes. That's what we're gonna look at this this month. Where we want to go first? Do we want to go to Wisconsin, Ohio, or Arizona? Well, since we already let the cat out of the bag, should we start in Arizona and kind of work inward from where we were at? All right, so Arizona. So Atomic Monster Weekend was supposed to take place October 27th through 29th. It didn't. Um, because about a week before the con, the con was canceled. Now, you wouldn't necessarily know that because they didn't tell anyone. If you go, if you went to their Facebook page, there were no comments about the cancellation prior to the con. In fact, actually, if you go to the Facebook page right now, if you go to their Facebook page right now, it's still a bunch of posts acting like the con's about to happen from October with no official notice of the con being canceled. They did make a post to the Instagram, which we did get a screenshot of, but then they privated their Instagram account saying that the con was canceled. So um, they made a post on Instagram and then privated their Instagram account so the public could not see it. Unless you you were already following them, you would not know. Um, And they still had ticket sales open a week before the con on Eventbrite before the the con happened they the they took the website down uh but 
they they did not they just poofed into the wind gone nothing and this may sound shocking to you this may sound uh amazing but uh, it might not once you find out who was running the con O'Neill Pignani now O'Neill Pignani, under the name Dr. Shriek, was running this con, and he claimed that the convention was being, quote-unquote, postponed due to his father being terminally ill. We have not confirmed this. We have not gotten comment because we have literally no—we've had no literal—literally no way to reach out to this guy. But I also don't think we'd get a response because the last time something like this happened, he didn't. Because if, if, if Pignani's name sounds familiar— it's likely because you might remember when it came from the 80s weekend back in 2019 was mysteriously canceled and its website disappeared and deleted all of their social media. Now, that comment was originally supposed to happen in March of 2020 and probably would have been canceled anyways. But um, the, the, he deleted all their social media in November of 2019. And let's say, are, are you serious right now? I, I am the same guy. same guy. I remember when we talked about yeah, this. Same guy. 100% the same guy. Um, yeah, he, he used to use different names online. Now, now he started using Dr. Shriek. But back then, I forget what name it was under. Um, <laughs> but, and we have found, um, we have found like, comments online going back to 2013 about accusing him of not paying contracted artists for zines he was working on. We've not been able to verify those, but now he's canceled two, con- like canceling the con a week beforehand because of your terminally ill father. Um, like I get you not being at the con, but in theory there should be enough people working your con to, to, to be there. But like, I don't want to accuse this man of anything specifically on the off chance that he's telling the truth, but I'm just saying it, it feels mighty suspicious that Pignani would, assuming I'm pronouncing his name right, that Pignani would cancel a second convention with, and disappear into the night. Yeah, but, but, but this one's different. it, he he canceled it way closer to oh the Oh my god, right. So like we instead. like is at least <laughs> we we posted an article about this on the 23rd and um we 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 had one of the people who was a ticket holder um say that, that they were never notified of the cancellation and that they were fortunately saw the Instagram post before driving to before making a multi-hour drive to the con. Jesus. That's the thing is That's... how many people showed up mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. Sheraton Mesa looking for a convention that did not happen. That's yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying he took the money and ran like he's, he claims in his post that he's postponing it, but there's not even anything on the webs like there's nothing on the the social media and if you try to go to atomicmonsterweekend.com you your browser will find no server huh the website is gone 
That is not a con that plans on happening. And I feel bad for the attendees. I feel bad for the people who showed up not knowing it was there. And I feel bad for the guests who had that weekend set aside and booked and because it was only a week before the con, likely couldn't book another show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's real crummy. Like, I know, Mm kind of understatement, but that's... And of course, any artists or vendors. Yes, any artists and vendors, too. Like, this is... They they invested money to that show. And a week before the con, um, like... It depends on like when you even know that it's happening, whether or not you can still get a refund on any on any hotel rooms. You know, mm-hmm. travel expenses are already invested. It's it's just a it's a dick move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's <sighs> that big old yikes. Yeah, so it's I mean <sighs> Like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I also am going to be, like, watching any further events this guy tries to put on. Mm-hmm. The, problem, the problem is he keeps, keeps changing what he's called on. Like, he doesn't, he's not trying to change his name, but he likes to do things under, like, aliases. Like, he used to use the name Von Creep, except then he got the, you know, um, the reputation for not paying people. And so mm-hmm. now he's using Dr. Shriek. And it's, you know, here's the thing. Well, why would, would someone would... not trust Von Creep with yeah. their money? Like, <laughs> I'm just just saying. Here's like, the thing you know, is there's... I would be much more charitable if he hadn't taken down his, inst- like, hidden the Instagram, ne- taken down the website, and has not made any public posts on, like, the Facebook page. Like, if there were any public acknowledgement of this still, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. If there were any public posts, even if it still didn't happen, I would still give him the benefit of the doubt. But it's it's this whole culmination of things where he made a post and then hid it from the public. Like, why why would you do that? And then took down his website. There's no mention of the cancellation on the Facebook page. There's nothing like completely removed materials. All of those. Plus the fact that he has literally done this before. Yeah, that's like, the that's that's why I'm like that's that's why I'm not being charitable. You know what I mean? Like I would be mm-hmm. significantly more charitable. Um and I think I said in the article that like at its most charitable reading, Mr. Pignani would have to be the unluckiest man in the world, and that seems like a good enough reason not to do business with him. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. You're telling me the universe like if you're telling the truth, the universe keeps fucking you over so hard that it's not worth investing in you. That's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... Brutal, but not wrong. Right, like, if everything you're saying is true, you've got the worst fucking luck, and I don't want to be anywhere near you. Yeah. Yeah, I would... I would be very careful about even thinking about attending or maybe not attending so much, but like if I was thinking about vending at an event, like one of those events, it would just be like, "Mm." but really though, 
But I mean, I guess that's the the really messed up part about this grift is that if he's constantly changing his name and constantly changing the name of the event, and the event is always a first year con that never actually happens, that's yeah, Yeah. that's a really rough grift. Yeah, I mean, you can only have so many first annuals. Uh huh. That never occur. So that's that's what happened <laughs> with uh, Atomic Monster Weekend is there wasn't one. Um, why don't we give an update on the OhioCon situation? Yeah, let's uh, let's move. Like I said, we'll move inward <laughs> since right. we're we're in Wisconsin. We'll start. We'll start in Arizona, moving to Ohio. Yeah, just go past Wisconsin, go to Ohio. Um. <laughs> It's circling inward. Circling, spiraling. Yeah, spiraling. <laughs> Downward spiraling. Um, In a way. No, actually, yeah. no, I'd say that, I, you know what, out of, out of all of these stories, I, 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 I don't want to say downward spiraling because I think that the, uh, the, the other two stories, what we're talking, what we're going to talk about, I believe are run by people who genuinely want to run conventions. And, That's true. And even at my most critical of the people involved, I do have faith that what they want to do is run a convention and people to have a good time at it. Like, yeah, I can and agree and that. so, um, I think I think we have started with the most negative one. Um, not that any of these are positive stories, but the the guy who steals people's money and disappears that guy that guy's the worst out of everybody. Uh, allegedly steals. Uh, technically. Technically, he just said he had a no refund policy. So technically, uh, technically, technically. All right. So OhioCon, as left, we lo- as we last left you, uh, the uh, Coven, the um, technically not a union, but workers organization of volunteers, the uh, that that represents the Ohio that represents a large percentage of OhioCon's volunteer staff is on strike, mm. and. Um, since then, um, so, okay. So the senior leadership, um, and when I say senior leadership, I'm referring to the volunteers. So, uh, with OhioCon, we have to remember that there's the SESI board, um, which, uh, SESI board, which owns the convention, um, which, uh, and then under that is the senior leadership. And these are people who are volunteers, unpaid volunteers who run departments and actually run the convention. Um, then, Below them are regular volunteers, right? Um, originally, everything was being kind of represented by Coven. Um, it was decided by the senior leadership that they would negotiate separately with SESI than the rest of Coven. Um, mm. I'm assuming, and I'm assuming it's because of their position as leadership in the organization, right? Like that they didn't want to speak for everybody else. Um, so on November 9th, uh, the senior leadership met with SESI. Um, the current SESI board uh, includes uh, Justin Nordell. Um, God, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I believe Emily Kringle has joined the um, the SESI board. And um, Phelps has stepped down from the SESI board, but is still working with the convention Phelps is the former owner before they converted to nonprofit. Um, now they have put out the vi- like there is a video of this meeting because um, it was held over zoom 
and I have a copy of the video of this meeting, and it's on it's on YouTube. It's there. There are multiple ways you can go watch this. I did not watch it. I will admit. I and so I don't want to speak to the contents of that meeting, but I will say the results of that meeting was a large number, if not every department head, stepping down and leaving OhioCon. Wow. Including um, their tabletop department, um, some their head of registration, their... Uh, um, it was dramatic. Head of video games, uh, head of, like, it's... Like, if you go to the... Uh, it's... It's now the Ohio spelled like the state SpaceCon uh, Discord because one of the people who stepped down is the owner of that Discord, and since the no one associated with that convention actually owns that Discord anymore, it is no longer labeling itself as the OhioCon Discord, um, and it no it, like it was unlinked as of when the strike happened, uh, but. The, the people who went to that meeting, the, the, the people who went to that meeting and attended that um, have decided to no longer be associated with uh, OhioCon. Um, as the, like, including the head of department, I'm literally paging through the resignation letters. Um, so, like, the Department of Accessibility Services head has stepped down and the director of marketing has stepped down and quit. And uh, the... Uh, Columbus Game Day Library will no longer be contributing. Um, the Volunteer Services Director is quitting. Uh, yeah, and uh, if and by the way, and attendees who want a refund, you should reach out to uh, Justin Nordell. The I think he's the treasurer. He's a member of the OhioCon, uh, the SESI board. Um, but Justin.Nordell at OhioCon.org. And you can find his email linked on the OhioCon website. If if you want a refund, uh, you should shoot that 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 email now. Um, he's gonna start accepting the refunds December first, I think. Uh, Probably sooner so, rather than later. So that has happened. That has happened. The vast majority, if not all of the uh, the vast majority of the senior leadership department, not all of them. Like um, I believe Emily Kringle, who's on the SESI board, she was in charge of vendors. So I think they they still have a vendor head. Um, then uh, because I'm I'm sure I'm. You know, as she's a member of the SESI board, I don't believe that she's leaving her position anytime soon. Um, the, uh, but the vast majority of department heads, not all, but the vast majority of department heads ha appear to have resigned, um, which we are, I want to remind you, two months before the convention. Two months before the convention. Literally the crunch time for every department and they have now i don't know if if says has found replacements for these people i know that for i believe for the video game room they have found the they have found suppliers who do not seem to have an internet presence i believe that was the the comment i read so like i know that they the the says board is making arrangements to replace the missing people but it does mean that the uh the people running departments as of right now are not the people with experience or institutional knowledge. So that's going to be a rough go. Now, Coven, the which still represents a large number of volunteers who uh, they um, 
they are they are currently on strike, but they 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 are attempting to uh, go into negotiations with SESI over the next couple of weeks. They have announced their intention to try to uh, work with SESI and and find a solution to uh, their their current concerns. And and it is because the the concerns uh, that Coven has brought up, a lot of them are very legitimate concerns involving. You know, things like, uh, you know, accommodations for volunteers, consistency in that, and like a lot of things that are, I think, are very reasonable changes that they're asking for. But um, it, it really does. It, it, and I think it's actually kind of important that they split these because the concerns the Coven had are different than the concerns the senior leadership had. And so by by having them negotiate separately and by having them represent themselves separately, I think that the. Uh, it kind of, um, in this particular case, will best go to the, um, at least might be able to find a desired outcome for the people who do show up and volunteer. Because regardless of what happens, there will be a convention in January, there will be people volunteering, and those people volunteering deserve to be treated well and to be treated with respect by the organization. And so that's really what Coven is right now lobbying and arguing for. And considering like a lot of the people who were like leaders in this community ha- are exiting it. Um, the fact that Coven is still moving forward for those people who would still be involved, I think is actually good because um, regardless of whether or not you think people should still attend OhioCon, um, I wouldn't go at this point, but like it, it, the people who are there should be treated well. And I don't think that's a controversial take. No. Not at all. So that's 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 the current news that has been happening, and obviously we're going to keep following this, I guess, through OhioCon this year. Um, and again, you can you can, if you um, you can find the 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 video of the meeting, um, mm-hmm. if you want to judge for yourself how that went, and 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 react to it. <laughs> I don't want to tell anyone how to feel about something that I literally have not watched myself. But I, I can tell you the, the result of that meeting was the mass resignation of most department heads of the convention. So that kind of, you know, I think feel like that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, it's rough. Because it it is it you know OhioCon converting to a nonprofit is is a good thing. It's one of the longest running conventions. I know a lot of these people are very sad about you know their exits because, like, all of these people were volunteers, right? This was not their job, and I think that's that's um a big thing that is often taken for granted in this convention space is that most of the people who are doing these jobs and working these jobs are doing so uh, out of passion and love for it. And none of them need to be there. Like, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> if, if you've got a staff that is there, um, that is effectively volunteering their time, like even if they're getting compensated in small ways, like a hotel room or a badge, like this is, this is them donating to your organization their labor and it's you can't take those people for granted under any circumstance because what in if they're not being treated well if it stops being a rewarding experience for them what incentive do they have to stay 
Exactly. To paraphrase a friend of mine, it's working conventions is a service industry job. And it's a service industry job you most people don't get paid for. Yeah. Like that in and of itself. Because the people running these things, you're doing it for out of love for the attendees and making sure they have a good time. Yeah. Not necessarily for yourself. Yeah, it's the the only people who are there to make a living at most of these conventions are the vendors and artists who are selling. And Mm -hmm. like and that's and that's why, you know, conventions when you run a convention, you have a responsibility to everybody there. You have a responsibility to your attendees to have a safe and fun experience because they're giving you their money. You have a responsibility to the vendors and artists because they are relying on you financially often so they can eat. So you have a responsibility to them and make sure they're taken care of. And you have a responsibility to your volunteers and staff who are volunteering their time to make sure that the event happens, who who are giving up their like, because I don't know if everybody who attends conventions really has any idea about how much planning goes into an event like mm-hmm. it's um, I've been staffing conventions for a long time. And like we're talking like often weekly meetings a year in advance for an event. Like there are decisions like that's why when I talk about like two months, like you have to understand that like for a volunteer run staff, that is not a lot of time. Like if you were in a full time position, like if this was your full time job and you're working 40 hours a week to run this convention, yes, you could pull it off in two months. Absolutely. But this isn't that for any of them. Right. These are all people who have day jobs. Some are students. Some have, you know, some have families like these are people who have other priorities and other things in their lives. And this is a thing that they maybe find a few hours for a week, you know, mm-hmm. and and they are giving up their free time to make this happen for pretty much no compensation. And so if you don't treat them right, they will leave because they can just like, I don't know, join a knitting circle instead, you know, like go hang out at the local game store instead or you know, like call their yeah. mom. Like it's Yeah, they really don't actually owe you. Join another D&D game? <laughs> mhm. Yeah, yeah, it's a your volunteers matter. You got to treat them well. Yeah. <sighs> That's a weird phrase. I, I wonder if that transitions at all into our. What you mean? Uh, uh, a, an Ohio based convention, uh, a, like a company based that a convention whose company is based out of Ohio, not treating their workers well. Yeah. Funny that. I don't, I don't know where we could be going with that. Well, Do I'll tell. tell you where I'm going. I'm going uh, to. I'm going to the Wisconsin Dells just this last weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. They're eating him and then they're, <laughs> they're going to eat, eat me. me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh so no. We, we no all one, went to troll no too. I understand. Uh I Yeah. Colossal Con North. Colossal Con North. It just wrapped yesterday. We're recording this on Monday, November 20th. Yeah. I don't know when you're listening to it, but we're recording this the night of Monday, November 20th. And holy buckets. So uh, I I didn't go to a Colossal Con North this year. Uh, Did any of you? 
Nope. Uh, no. I know you did last Turns year. Turns out, uh, yeah, I, well, it, it, there are several friends of mine from out of state who I was really hoping to see, but, uh, Turns out that, like, cremation is real expensive, yo. So I did not have... Yeah, yeah no, it's... I didn't uh, have money. Well, it's, so that, I just, that's not happening. I, I just don't go to convention. Like, I'm, I don't do any public events two weeks before a family holiday where I'm going to go see my parents. Also smart. <laughs> my aunt <They> parents. <laughs> I used that weekend to go see my parents because they're going to be on a trip. <laughs> so we You were do... here and you didn't say hi? I know. You Terrible were blocks. Gen, folks, you have to understand, I live only a few blocks away from Gen's parents. Yep. Gen could have walked over here. You get mad every time here. I come in. Gen could have walked over here. I walked, like, past your apartment block, too. You know you know who tells me when they're in town? Flanagan tells me when he's in town. Oh. Good for Flanagan. We hung out. <laughs> Good for you. But, and uh, how were those? Great. It was really fun. Good. <laughs> anyways, but anyways, uh, just saying, you could have hung out. Anyways, um, actually, you're probably doing things with your parents and wouldn't have time to, but you could have said hi. But anyways, uh, Colossal Con North is, of course, the convention that's set up in the Kalahari after the uh, Daishokan went out of business. If you want to know what happened to Daishokan, go listen to our Death of Daishokan episode. Um, it's it's a lot. <laughs> now, Colossal Con, you just check the Colossal Con tag on our website if you want to know the interesting history that sometimes has happened with this chain of conventions based out of Ohio, uh, where their original convention of the Colossal Con Prime is held. Also at a Kalahari. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Sandusky Kalahari. But at the Wisconsin Dells Kalahari, uh, some interesting stuff happened. And that is um, Saturday morning, um, 10.30 a.m. on Saturday, November 18th. Uh, approximately 10.30 a.m. After uh, an incident with uh, Colossal Con North's uh, upper management, the entire Colossal Con North 2023 cosplay staff decided to quit en masse including the original cosplay judges and then uh, were removed from the building by security. Oof, duh. Yeah. As in, yeah. Um, I mean, they were, were staying in Colossal Con provided rooms. And so they were escorted from the, they were escorted from the Kalahari entire by Kalahari security, um, which really sucks when, uh, from what I found out, the, the, the people were able to find friends to, stay with uh in other hotels because um they were then stranded in the dells on in november oh yeah uh so let's let's think about that for a second um yeah that's really bad yeah so uh we've talked to uh several witnesses (laughs) i've talked to a couple people who were physically there and um what uh based on what i'm told so the uh and, and we've also talked to um starfall i've also talked to starfall cosplay who uh was the um head of the kind of the the head of cosplay who was the the person who like who quit like who quit and everybody came with um and this is uh kind of a doozy so if 
the first thing the first messages i got were from um attendees who were there and witnessed what happened because you have to understand what happened happened not in a private room not behind closed doors but in a hallway of the convention yeah and uh and this is the the way that now um the cosplay so due to some disagreements over uh like i haven't gotten the full details about exactly what happened but so uh but from from what i've been told there was a communications breakdown and um deadline there was a, a they um the cosplay had uh till he was late getting some information to uh a department by about 20 minutes and on saturday morning and uh we can uh, we can go into why this happened or like the you know having the 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 per position split and not being given contact for tech and not being allowed to talk to tech directly but instead had to go through a manager who wouldn't actually respond it like we could go through like all of this stuff and i could like detail through it all but it regardless of who was at fault um and i'm not going to name any of the colossal con staff um i have names but i'm not going to say them um just because i don't want to the uh the 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 manager overseeing uh the the cosplay team so so the 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 manager over starfall cosplay and the guest relations head uh were uh had an issue and um while the cosplay while tilly wanted to take this into the cosplay office and take this out of a public space they insisted on having the conversation in the hallway now the way that the cosplay staff has described it that uh tilly was berated by the cosplay staff, the way that an attendee who was physically present <laughs> described it as to me is that the Colossal Con upper management screamed at the cosplay staff in public. This is the, and this is the way that the, the witnesses I have dis- described the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want to say that this, these terms were not used by any of the staff members who quit. Um, like the the I'm I am using the term that they were screamed at only based off of the information given to me by third parties who were present, who were physically present in the space and watched this occur. That is the terms that they that the the people I've talked to have used. And so after being screamed at, the cosplay staff, including the original set of judges, uh quit the convention. And uh, there is video of them being escorted uh, by security. Um, you can see it on TikTok. I will say there uh, there's some really good coverage of this on TikTok by uh, the user Hack. Um, it's spelled H-A-K-C. Um, I think it's It's Hack is uh, her, her full. It's dot Hack is the full username. And Hack is purposely spelled incorrectly, stylistically. You know, the thing we do where we spell things wrong on purpose because it's a thing. Yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, she has some really good coverage, and I linked to uh, I linked to a video of hers in an article on our website. And there are also some TikToks from the cosplay staff members involved. And I just want to say, like, no matter what happened, like, I don't want to, like, necessarily litigate whether or not, like, everything was done correctly by the cosplay staff. But no matter what... um. You don't publicly berate 
your staff, like I have been working conventions for 25 years. I have been a convention director who has had to fire my tabletop gaming head in the middle of a convention. I have had to <laughs> deal, you know, like I have had to deal with extreme situations. And in all of those situations, you never under any circumstances do that in a public hallway in front of attendees. It's not only disrespectful to your staff who is working for you for like, no, like the guy I fired, I didn't do it in fr- I I did it behind closed doors to not embarrass him. And I was so pissed at him that I booted him from the event halfway through it. Yikes. Like, because well, he had alcohol and comm space accessible to minors. Um, it was, yeah. Uh, not saying it was unreasonable. I'm no, just no, giving no, no, no. Right. Yikes. But what I'm saying yeah. is that I was so angry and was in a position that, that I did not do that in front of other people because even that asshole idiot deserved that much respect. Well, and it, it really comes down to a level of professionalism. Yeah. Because like, w- when attendees see that happen, yeah, they get a bad idea about how the convention is run. Exactly. Well, or in this case, an accurate idea because they did it in front of them. Yeah. But like, it's... Every person who works for you, every person who volunteers for you, every person who gives their time, even if you're compensating them in some small way, the fact is, I don't know if... if if there's any compensation involved because I is Colossal Classicon is a for-profit corporation, isn't it? Or is it not? Yeah. I, I think it's a for-profit event. Yeah, yeah. And so I hope they're paying people because I'm pretty sure it's currently the labor department has considers it illegal to volunteer for a for-profit corporation, but I can't say. So like I'm, I can't, I'm assuming they were receiving some sort of compensation if they weren't, that's a whole other issue and someone needs to, you know, but no one has said anything in either direction. But no matter what, this is not like a wage that someone's living on, even if they're being, you know, if they're being compensated for this, it's not like money, money. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is. uh, and, and the fact is, is that like these are people who are doing things out of love and out of dedication for the craft. And so even if they're not doing a good enough job, which, by the way, I. So Starfall Cosplay, full disclosure, was uh, No Brand Con, the convention that I work for, originally was scheduled to be a uh, cosplay judge at No Brand Con this year, but had to cancel last minute due to a positive COVID test. Um, and so this, like, it's, and uh, she's also head of, but she's also head of cosplay for Amkey, and I've, like, Amkey is a pretty well-run large convention, relatively, you know, <laughs> Like, we talk about conventions the size of Amkey all the time that are so much, like, the Amkey does a much better job then. So, like, as mm-hmm. my, Amkey's not perfect. I have criticisms about Amkey, but the fact is, is it's like, I believe, I do not believe that this is, I, regardless of what was occurring, and based on, like, I, I've talked to, to Tilly a little bit, and, like, I I think that she was perfectly reasonable in, like, where she was at, and, like, I don't believe that any delays were her fault. 
but that's just a personal opinion and i haven't um i do not know ohio con- no <laughs> i do not know colossal con- i definitely don't know ohio con side of the story in this colossal con uh, <laughs> issue uh, i don't know colossal con's north's uh side of the story because they have not responded to my request for comment um Gotcha. In fact, actually, I joined the Colossal Con North Facebook group hoping to see if they had made any official statements because there wasn't anything on their group. There wasn't anything on their page other than the fact that they announced that the uh, the cosplay contest was still happening because it did happen. They turned off comments on any posts about the cosplay contest, but it, it did happen. Um, and we can talk about that. Um, but uh, I joined the Facebook group just to see. And also, you know, like I live like two hours like i live a like i have i used to run a convention in the dells like i and i have attended many conventions in the dells like going to the dells is not a long drive for me so like i i i had thought i keep you know considering going to colossal eventually once i'm more confident in covid levels you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm willing to go to conventions right now but i'm not willing to go to conventions in proximity of certain holidays I eventually, though, Makes hope sense. to return to a world where that can happen. So I joined the Colossal Con North group. I have been banned from the Colossal Con North group. I never commented once. I never made a single post. I joined. I was allowed in. I published the article. And the next day, I was banned from the group. I am unable to see that it exists, and I have confirmed. I have a second Facebook account that I have for developer purposes. It it doesn't like talk to people. I don't friend people. It's just there so I can um, run some automated apps through the Facebook API. Um, but I can I I know that they didn't ha- like make the group hidden. <laughs> like it's still there. I just can't see it. <laughs> so, uh, there's that. Um, so further, so ColossalCon and ColossalCon has like made. No official statements about this publicly, right? There is nothing on their Facebook page. They have been closing their comments. Now, they're in the it, unofficial... It is worth noting sorry. that if you... Sorry, yeah. I just wanted to take a look real quick. On their Facebook page, um, The uh, if you go to their... Or maybe not their page. Yeah, I get, well, okay, well, if you search... Uh, never mind, I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was uh, um, posts about them on their page. They weren't blocking, but no, it was just if you search ColossalCon North, you'll find a bunch of people commenting on yeah, the no, mess that was the contest. Yeah. Darn. Okay, never yeah, mind. Sadly. Um, I'm just a Luddite. Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, so, here's a, here's a, so here's a weird thing. Technically, there might be an official statement. Let me tell you how I found it. Okay. See, there is an unofficial ColossalCon North 21 Plus group that says it's not affiliated with the convention. But the admin to that group, or at least an admin to that group, uh, Maximilian Vandermark Geary, who is an admin in that group, and I do not like I do not know if he has any association with ColossalCon at all, but he is the the admin of the unofficial, it says it's unofficial on the group. Unofficial ColossalCon 21 Plus group. Uh, after locking a thread where an attendee was complaining about the cosplay contest stuff, um, claims he doesn't know what any of the coverage was, but said, 
uh, it says uh, the official response from Colossal Khan is, and this is I quote, there was a verbal disagreement between the cosplay department head and another department head that was unrelated to cosplay. Without consulting or seeking mediation from management, the cosplay department decided to cancel the cosplay contest and began to delete contestant information without communicating with anyone, while there are more people invested in the contest than those two parties. Now, I'm going to say something. I know for a fact that um, Tilly didn't delete any records of cosplay attendees because she still has them on her laptop. Mm. Now, I don't know if she removed anything from the, like an official like Colossal Con server, but I know that uh, the that she didn't remove any of the applicant records from her own stuff. So I don't know. Um, I don't, but I don't know if that's actually a statement from Colossal Con North. I don't know if it is a statement from Colossal Con North. Who made the statement? I don't. You know what I mean? Like it's. I just know that this guy posted in this group that that it was. I have I have seen weird misinformation pass around. I have seen people claim that Tilly has been fired from Amkey, which is not true. Mm. Amkey has not been involved in this at all. Um, I know that uh, I had somebody try to leave a comment on our Facebook page, on our official article on this. I did not publish it, but it was claiming that, like, there, the guy who yelled is the one who quit and was escorted by security, which is amazing because as far as I can tell, and I could be wrong, but the genders of all the people involved in the actual confrontation, all of them identify as women. <laughs> as far as I know. Mm. So I'm like, what weird story do you think happened is what I want to go to that one commenter. And I know the person left the comments IP address tracks to the Wisconsin Dells, so they were in the Dells when they wrote the comment. But, like, I'm seeing weird misinformation go around about this whole situation. And, like, I just want to make this clear. Regardless of what happened, what we know happened is is that Colossal Con Upper Management uh, appears to have publicly berated the cosplay staff in a hallway. That staff quit. And then they, because they quit, they were escorted out of the premises. Like that is the, that is the quick version of this. There's no, there's no contra. They didn't quit because they were being disciplined. They quit because they felt humiliated being publicly berated and nobody needs that on their fucking Saturday. No. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I'll tell you, like, there are tons of times where I've been mad at people working for me at conventions. Other times, I I have worked professionally in jobs with people under me. And you don't get the best work out of people by publicly berating them. Gosh, no. No. That's, how, that's why hey, that happens and people true. quit. And guess what? That happened and people quit. That's what happens. Now... I know that some people did step up and ran a cosplay contest. Um, I believe that the 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 judges were like I think the guest head. I think I think actually literally the two of the judges were the people who did the yelling, but that's just secondhand. I don't know that for sure. Uh, I the what I what I know from some sources I had on the ground who have 
asked to remain anonymous and I have nothing but respect for I have, them. I have a lot of sources is, who've asked to remain anonymous yeah. because they don't want retaliation from Colossal Con. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of the from what I from the sources that I've talked to, a lot of the reason that the contest ended up happening was uh there were several veteran cosplayers or veteran uh um like veterans of cosplay contests who uh knew a little bit about the situation and felt that it wasn't fair to the attendees to not have a cosplay contest for them mm-hmm. and they stepped up for those specifically for those attendees the the parties that I spoke with uh did want to make it clear that they weren't doing things on behalf of the Colossal Con staff, but on behalf of the people there who love cosplay and to make sure that they weren't being punished for the things that the staff did. Yeah. 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 This entire situation is ridiculous. And it goes back to the exact same thing in the Ohio Con story is that you've got people who are donating their time. Like even in this case, Mm-hmm. Even if they were being compensated in this case, because I hope they were, because, you know, if for-profit comp- corporation, they should be compensating their workers legally. But um, even for that small compensation, they, they they deserve to be treated with respect and they deserve to be treated professionally. And you need to appreciate them like. Fucking A. <laughs> and if you are incapable of acting professionally, if you are incapable of um, understanding how to manage a team like this, if you think like if you think that publicly berating uh, someone working under you is a productive or smart thing to do, you should not be in a position of management. You you are not capable of you you do not have the the understanding of management is about. Management is not just about doing a task and then checking other tasks are done. That is certainly a part of the job. However, part of a job of management in any situation is understanding the people working for you, working with them, and and if you're dealing with people, it is a social position. Part of what you part of the way you get the best work out of people working for you is they feel appreciated. And they understand they they will take on the stakes themselves if you've if you've found mm-hmm. good people, and you motivate your workers and you treat them with respect, especially. And I'm just going to say this from a cynical point of view. Yeah. If it costs the person nothing to walk out the door, you need to incentivize them to stay. Yeah, it's it's true. Like these are, I, I, I'm sorry. I just cannot understand. Like, like I understand like the, the cosplay staffers who left, like, and like, I know a lot of them like feel like really hurt and like, cause they have a lot of, there's this thing. I know I've seen this with the Ohio con people too, that there's, we, we, we invest a lot emotionally into these events when we work for them. Like it's, they become important to us. It's, they become these things, but um, we often forget that these are things we are doing because we love them. And the moment we stop loving them, it's okay to stop. (laughs) And like, we're all here by choice. 
and everyone like your self-worth is more important than these conventions i'm i'm just yeah i i said it earlier in the episode but i want to say it again for anyone who is staffing cons or is considering staffing cons please 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 remember that this is a service job you're signing up for it's not a glory job it's a you're going to be going out there and you're going to be doing things to help other people and yeah absolutely and uh, you have to remember that the people you're working with have that same goal and it's that kind of this kind of thing like screaming at someone in front of the crowd uh, like a crowd of people that's just unacceptable yeah you you can't go doing that even if someone is no matter what led up to it it doesn't matter it's just not justified That's always what it's like, but yeah, that's what it's about. It's about making sure people have a good time that weekend. So yeah, that's yeah. the Colossal Con North situation. What a downer. What a downer. <laughs> but hey, at least they're not Atomic Monster Weekend. Yeah, you know, <laughs> at least they actually <laughs> happened. You know, that's that's a pretty... yeah. Yeah, no, it's like for perspective, like it's just let's just all keep stuff in perspective. <laughs> like I feel like um Oh This is our hobby, guys. This is I mean like yeah, for vendors, this is their life, this is their income, this is their job. And uh woe to all vendors who have bound their livelihoods into the fortunes of dysfunctionally <laughs> dysfunctional geeks who are poorly socialized <laughs> like i'm sorry like i feel so bad for every vendor and artist who has been like i'm going to tie my financial fate to the whims of the socially dysfunctional passion projects it does <laughs> feel <laughs> I I am going to say, like, it's weird because, like, I guess I can't include necessarily include Colossal in this, but like the not the not for profit con space. It is depressing how many of those have been going south because seemingly an entire generation of con chairs with no social skills have seen being in charge of a con as somehow validation instead of as a means to provide entertainment to other people. Oh, yeah. They see it as a power trip. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. It's, a, hey. it's absolutely <laughs> there are a cons. There are cons that didn't have that problem. There are cons that have navigated that. And, but they're also all bad at money, so... <laughs> there, there are cons that have navigated that, but I'm just saying, I know, it no, feels I know, like there's an entire generation of just Which all of them generation? happening at once. It's, you don't uh, understand. I, this is... Man, all of this has happened before and will happen again. Uh, climb maybe. on the wheel, buddy. It's This is... I, I watched the 90s crash and burn... Doing it again. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We're doing it again. And uh the the only consolation is that a new generation will rise up from the ashes and some of them won't make the same mistakes, 
because we complained about them on a podcast and they heard it and they went, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. Beast Wars <laughs> is back. There's a mediocre Democrat in office and the con market is collapsing again. It's the 90s, everybody. No, uh, it's worse than the 90s. In the 90s economics were in a way better position. <laughs> you <laughs> could buy a house. Uh, I, will you have, I don't have a house. Where's my house? Freaking homeowners. I got a house. You know, beat you up and take your house. Except then I have to live in Janesville. I don't want to live in Janesville. You can keep your house. It's in Janesville. I, li- I like my Janesville house. I mean, it's good. I mean, you live there. So, I mean, yeah. if you didn't like it, it would be messed up, man. It'd be pretty weird. Like, yeah. Lady, you better like your house because you got to live there for a long time. <laughs> Because you can't afford to go anywhere else because you bought a Basically, house. Basically, yeah, I, I, got, I got a house. <laughs> Celeste, you Plus, I really choices. can't afford to go anywhere else right now because it turns out cremation's expensive. Sorry I keep going back to that. <laughs> but that's, uh, Not oh, as boy. That's, as that's a big part of your life right now. That so. is a big part of my life right now. It's okay. And, how and... freaking expensive cremation is. Dealing oh. with that kind of stuff with... Um, Perspective. Jokes. A healthy way to do it. Exactly. It's also perspective. Like, it's... Yeah. Girl, things could be worse. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's actual stakes in life. This is the low stakes stuff that we just think is the most important thing I'd rather be annoyed by the cost of cremation than needing to be the one getting cremated. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And for all of you, who are listening, who think the convention's going south at the end of the world, at least you don't have to cremate somebody. Yeah, yeah, see? that's. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad we don't write advice columns. (laughs) Mine would be just, like, dumb advice. Like, really inane stuff. I did technically briefly do Ask Executron. You're feeling depressed? Okay. Well, there's a way of there's a way of handling that. Better throw in some pizza rolls People and watch Cowboy be f- Bebop all the way through. I, the, I literally uh, do. I literally That'll be. I really I literally do an advice episode every year on BS for Witchcraft. People do come to me <laughs> for advice. I used to write articles on like tips on how to like run a convention. That's like half of my tumblers people asking me for advice on stuff. It's not about this. Oh. I don't envy either of you. <laughs> Folks. If you see me, you should think that that girl's a hot mess. Don't do what she's doing. And then you'll go far. I promise. So don't watch anime on Netflix. Got it. Understood. <laughs> I, got it. Oh, I now know to disregard it. all <laughs> of your Pluto. recommendations, Celeste. Please, God, watch Pluto. It's so good. Nope, nope, nope. I was told also, to do the opposite also, of what Celeste watch, is doing. Watch Akamakun. Akamakun's so good. Um, nope, can't no one's do it. Talking about it. That's because you're watching it and you told us not yeah. to do what you were doing. Damn it. <laughs> Girl, you done dug that yourself. I know. All right. Whew, all right, so that's that's certainly a lot. Uh, I'm not going to do the Vomit Head Steve Challenge this month. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. We are going to do the Hall of Awesome. Um, 
Hall of Awesome is the current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. Archimedes, Zero, Rena, Senti, Cheesy McDamu, Chris, Sildurity, Shamus, Otaku, The Random Ramblings Man, Corfan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lily Soros, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Arcady, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Zalanti, Wonderland Arts, and Megsy Sass Council. <sighs> Ran out of air because I had to change my rhythm. Um, yeah, and if you want to get in the Hall of Awesome, listen to a different episode. Just go, go find a different episode of the show. Like, go back five episodes or something. You can find out how to get into the Hall of Awesome. That's that's my solution. Give it your best shot. And if you're curious what the Hall of Awesome is, again, go listen to a different ep. You should listen to like three or four episodes of the show just to be sure that you understand what's happening. And then tell your friends. And tell your friends' friends. And then rate and review us on iTunes. I mean, Apple Podcasts. I keep calling it iTunes even though it's Apple Podcasts now. I don't care. I don't know. So let's get us out of here. From uh, from the Nerd and Tie Nerd Dome, a definite physical place that we record from. I'm Celeste Startwin. I'm Trey Dorn. I'm Gen Proc. And remember, you can uh, follow the show on social media. We are on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash nerd and tie. We are nerdandtie.tumblr.com. And technically, we have an X slash Twitter at at nerd and tie it, it technically posts stuff it's automated uh mm-hmm. and then uh you can also remember join our new fancy forums at nerdandtie.social and talk right. to us or you can also still find us on our discord and you can find invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord um remember we're a part of the nerd and tie podcast network and we've got podcasts all the way from many topics from actual play shows like stormwood and associates to witchcraft shows like bs free witchcraft and to uh true crime podcasts uh like uh, cool and unusual punishment, which is currently doing a series called Chosen, all about the uh, the scandal around the Valley Brook Church um, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, a few years back, and uh, it's fascinating. And uh, nobody got murdered, so it's true crime without murder. Yeah, it's it's really really intense. You guys definitely so uh, give it a listen. It's good. You get to find out what knitting is, and it's fucking weird. It's really really weird. All right. Uh, and remember, you can support the show. Always sponsor an episode by going to nerdandtie.com clicking on sponsor us. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-E-G-O-R-N. Celeste has got a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Celeste is best. Uh, again, uh, where are you selling stuff? Cryptid Arcade. Uh, yeah, cryptidarcade.com. You should buy things. Look at my stuff. I make it. Look at stuff. Buy <laughs> stuff. Is it possible to still get stuff before the holidays? Mm, technically, yes. Get your orders in now. <laughs> now, or else it won't get there by the time you need it to get there, which is the time that will happen in the future, but not too far in the future, because again, get it in now. All right, so with that in your hearts, in your soul, in the places that you fear to go at night, in the places that you tread late, late in the evening, on a dark, dark November day, remember, the turkey never forgives. The turkey never forgets. The turkey will wait. And it'll drown itself in the rain. Keep on spocking in the free world? I mean, he could keep on spocking in the free world. Yeah, it could. But what about the consequences? What about the consequences yeah. of that act? What about the dreams got, like, and hopes of the people in the future? Okay. In the past? 
Okay, but a Vulcan turkey? Ooh. Yeah. I, wait, I'm all about no, this. No, like, that would have, like, huge, like, if what I know about the animal <laughs> life on Vulcan, it would probably have, like, six-inch fangs. Yeah! Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, just a turkey with huge fangs, but the still turkey, dumb. The turkey would eat you for dinner. I mean, Run maybe. from the Vulcan turkey! Yeah, James Will has roving huge. gangs of turkeys. That's like, pretty turkeys standard. in real life are they're, massive. There yeah, are like, roving groups of turkeys here. They're, it's Wisconsin. Yeah. There are turkeys all over the freaking place. Yeah, I, yeah. It, basically, it's it's like the raccoons in Parks and Rec, but we have turkeys. Have yeah. a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're going to... I should hit stop at some point, right? I'm going to hit stop mm -hmm. now. Yeah, we're, now we're done.